Welcome to the Millennials and Money podcast, the podcast dedicated to encourage millennials to continue to make wise decisions with their money. We find some of the best ways to learn is through stories. So each week, your host and wealth advisor, Payne Boyer, invites a millennial guest on the show to share their money story. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to a very special episode of the Millennials and Money podcast. And yep, you guys made it. This is the end of the season. And this is our season one recap, best of episode. And when I say this is our, it's because I'm not by myself. I know a lot of times you guys might think like, man, this dude's a great financial advisor. He's a great podcast host. He's incredibly handsome, even though I can't see him. And this is all true, (laughs) but I can't do this all by myself. You know, many people have asked me, man, who's that smooth sounding voice doing the intros? And that, my friends, <laughs> that's my podcast consultant, Mr. Zachary Grant. Say what's going on, Zach. What is up, world? What is up, listeners and everybody that's listening for great financial advice and stories? Because we've been hearing a lot of stories to see them. Yeah, so Zach is the guy that puts this all together, man. Um, we're going to tell you our story and how we got this ball rolling and how we made it happen. Um, one thing about our partnership is, I'm really the big picture kind of guy. Um, I, I'm I'm very particular, but not very descriptive. But somehow Zach always <laughs> knows exactly what I'm trying to say. I, you know, I I thought I used to think like, man, how did this guy know exactly what I mean? But you know, I met with an attorney recently. My wife works for a law office, and the attorney was telling me how he goes into a case, and sometimes he when he uses was uh, sub, sub, subjective speaking to his client, to the opposing party. And he makes the opposing party think what he wants him to think that he wants him, what he wants is what he wants him to think. And I thought, hey, maybe that's what Zach does to me. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> but, but either way, if he does do it, I still get the result I want in my mind. So I'm happy with it. So say what's up, Zach, introduce yourself and, I'll, and we'll get it going. Uh, what's up? I'm Zach, uh, and, and I've been helping out P with this with this uh, podcast. It's also a great cup, but nobody could see it yet because videos are coming soon. But it's a great cup that you just had, P. Um, you're gonna have to break down that that descriptive whatever lingo that the lawyer had or suggestive. What is, what was it? It's uh, the power of suggestion. It's the power of suggestion. Ah, I'll share with you another look that time. Up later. Yeah, I'll share with yeah, you another. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. I don't want to give away the secrets on the so air. Focus more on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, so let's hop in and talk about how we know each other, Zach. So, man, I've known you oh, since. Oh man, <laughs> I've known you since you were about ten years old. I think ten years old. I think I, I was about sixteen. How do you now? I'm twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. 27 I'm thirty-three. So. Yeah, right. I was 16. You were 10. When we met, um, your cousin, your big cousin, David, is my best friend. And like, and like, we are like really best friends. I was at family reunions that you were not even at. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how that's close. unfortunately true. <laughs> that's 100 percent true. True story. That's how close uh, I am to the family. And I remember Zach as a kid would always mess around with, it was Fruity Loops back in the day and make beats. And I was like, this kid knows his technology, which is not saying much coming from me because 
I don't know technology at all, which Zach has learned, come to learn from working with me on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm surprised we even got this Zoom link together. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's, ne- that's neither here nor there, Zach. But um, so you guys know I'm, I, I'm, I'm a wealth advisor and I was just really helping my clients, but I was looking for a way to help more people and reach more people. And some people don't have the means to a financial advisor but they still can benefit from financial advice. And I, I saw, And one thing I love about my career is all the stories I hear. I meet with clients all the time. They're always sharing me their stories. I'm like, man, I didn't even know that was a career. And they tell me how they got into it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, other people could benefit from hearing this stuff. So uh, right before the pandemic started, I got on Zoom and I was recording. The, if you guys noticed the sound quality in the first couple episodes are kind of really iffy. I was recording those on my cell phone Zoom calls and I just, and I didn't know how to launch them. I just knew, I knew that Zoom had a record feature. So I started interviewing my clients and I hit record on them. And I, I sent them to Zach and Zach was like, okay. He thought they're gonna be trash. I could tell that Zach was like, okay, let me, let, let me amuse <laughs> this guy. Let me entertain this guy and he hit me back like the next day. And he was like, hey Pete, that was actually pretty good. I was like, great, man, I need you to help me. How, to, how do I put this out there? Because right now I just have the sound recorded and I don't know what to do with it. And Zach was like, let me hook you up. And then he just started taking this thing. And we've been flying by the seat of our pants ever since, man. We're getting dialed in. We're learning new things every yeah. day. Hey, remember the first two episodes? Uh, Gio, Giovanni Lara and Henry Sanchez. So some yeah. of you listeners might never might have never heard those episodes. And that's because <laughs> in, my, in my industry, we have compliance regulations. You guys have heard the disclosures at the end of the podcast. And without those disclosures, you can't say things. It's just, it's just, just a CYA to protect me as a financial advisor. But I was so excited to get this thing launched. I released two episodes without the without those disclosures. And they're the first two Zach edited. The first one was Giovanni Lara. And let me tell you guys, these first two episodes went nuts. They went nuts. Remember, how many downloads did they have, Zach, those first two? They went crazy. They went crazy. Initially, when Pete asked me to first help him, I was, I was very skeptical. You know, I think a lot of people want podcasts, but I think... Uh, the quality of content some people just don't get completely. And I was actually kind of shocked when Pete first showed me because he was it was it was already pretty pretty uh, well put together as far as interviewing somebody and which I was shocked with. I was like, oh, this man's really about this what he's trying to do. Um, but those first two episodes went crazy after after um, we shared them. Like, and I was getting random texts from different people asking about the intro that I did, um, different family members and stuff like that, that I had no idea people was even sharing with, then downloads were just going crazy the entire entire time. I was just, um, I guess I wasn't anticipating how many people were going to be listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we had about the, I know in the first two weeks, we almost hit that 10,000 mark. With the first two episodes, we hit about 9,000 downloads total. No, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was close to 5,000. 5,000 downloads total. 
Yeah. And then then compliance called me. They're like, hey, dude, we know you released this podcast without disclosures. What were you thinking? And I was like, man. <laughs> and when that happened, like it, they gave they gave me a slap on the wrist, but I was like, okay, let me do this the right way. So we had to pause and we stopped momentum there. And I don't know what happened to you, thousands of listeners who are listening to those first two episodes. Come back. We're still here. We'd like to have you back. But anyway, we had to pause and get this disclosure put in place and get everything dialed in and, and going right. And then we, we hit the ground right. We took about, took about five weeks off, I think, total. And then came back with straight fire. And we are moving ever since then. Every week. Every, Every week. week. With 20, 20 episodes. That, yeah, with 20 episodes in this thing. And I don't think we've had a week one yet. Or at least not one that we released. Nope. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, but this has been a fun journey, oh, man. man. It's been a really fun journey. We've had a lot of memorable moments. Um, we've had a lot of great guests. Let's the one that kicked it back off. Well, you know what? I think let's pause here. Let's play some clips because I think some clips will be okay. Some clips from the Giovanni Lara episode here Amen. i called up my i called up my business partner i said hey i have a spot not only do i have one i have two now we have choices and so that was really exciting because we had just started in january so this is this took four months to go from inception to an actual possibility after that we moved to our location now in um power off power and road and we just hit our year mark in august 1st yeah, man, those are some great moments from uh, Giovanni Lara, man. Gio, we'd love to have you back on as a guest because we'd love to have you just kind of do it the right way so we can show everybody how awesome you are. <laughs> so I'd love to have you back on, Gio. Reach out to me when you get a chance. So the other guest that we had on the first, on the second week was Henry Sanchez uh, with Vector Cutco, and he actually came back on for, for to re-record his episode, so that was pretty cool. Let's jump to a, some portions of his. He's talking about like the way he grew up and what he saw growing up in his household and how it motivated him to not want that for his family and to see his family struggle the way they struggled after his mom and dad split up. So it's a great episode. Let's hop back in there and just see and let you guys hear for yourselves and we'll take a walk down memory lane. It was, you know, it, it fluctuated. So like at a young age, like I'm talking like one to like nine, really, really tight. My mom, my mom is, um, my mom's, she's a hustler. Like she's got some work ethic and ambition. I, I, I give my mom full credit. Like that's where I got it from. Like I saw my mom doing it as a young age. So I saw my mom working a full-time job and putting herself through uh, real estate school, got her certifications. I remember studying the books and got a real estate license for like right around, right around when I was nine or 10, did well in real estate, crushed it. But right around 13, 14, Real, for my age, the real estate market crashed and like it hit our family really, really hard. That was oh seven oh eight, right, right around yeah. then. That hit our family really hard, and that's when um, you know we started living in a two bedroom apartment shortly after with the, the five of us. And I saw my mom uh, grinding. So my mom working two to three, two to three jobs at a time to like make ends meet. Yeah, man, that, that that was deep, man. Henry, thanks again for being a guest, man. You're actually. A great client and a good friend of mine. So I'm I'm sure you're gonna listen to this, man. And thanks again, dude. 
But yeah, so Zach, I've been doing a lot of talking here, man, and people love your voice. People tell me all the time, man, that guy in the intro, he's so cool. And I'm like, man, I wish someone would say something about the way I talk. But again, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about some of your some of your favorite moments, some of your most memorable moments. The memorable moment, the most memorable moment to me has definitely been with Kareem. For one, because I live in Chicago and he just has for one, a good voice, and just reminds me of, of California, just very California, and the story that he was telling about being in San Francisco and being and seeing people from tech companies possibly living on the street and trying to get it themselves. You know, here, check it out. I mean, when you look at people, especially nowadays, it's so many different people that's going homeless now at a young age, right? So my motto is, man, go hard or go homeless. It used to be hard to go home. But it's go hard or go homeless, you know? So I'm saying that to say is that, you know, um, you know, it's all, it's not just these uh, alcoholics or, or dolphins that's outside. It's people that was actually that had great tech jobs. You know, if you look, go to San Francisco, you actually can go meet some, some techies down downtown in those tents, bro. You know what I mean? You can go meet some, some um, formerly successful people, you know, but again, it wasn't just the finances is why they went broke, you know? It wasn't because it was some other moves that they didn't make in there. So first of all, be successful in yourself, you know, um, as in spiritual success is what I meant. And I was going back to is be, don't go, don't go spiritually bankrupt, you know, be spiritually successful. Yeah, man. Kareem Hard hit of Mayfield. He was, uh, he was a great guest. Shout out to Kareem, man. That's my brother right there, man. I'm so excited about what you're doing with 415 Authentic. Keep it pushing, man. Keep doing your thing. Thanks again. I'm sure you'll be back on as a guest. So um, let's talk about just some, so let's talk about what it's been like for you working with me. So I know I look like to the, I sound like to the audience, I got it all together, man. Let's talk about some fun times that we've had and some struggles you've had editing my mistakes and kind of keeping me in my lane. Cause I know, I'm, like I said, I'm a visionary and I don't necessarily know what's possible and what's not possible. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Uh, I think I think I'm excited for season two uh, because of what where I I, I kind of have the idea of where this is gonna go and where what else we're gonna be including. So I'm excited for listeners and potential viewers of what that's gonna look like in the future. But for from the previous episodes, I think from initial idea, definitely I forget the phrase. Um, Doing things that by the seat of our pants is that yeah. the correct phrase? Yeah, flying by the seat um, of our pants. Yep, yep. That's I. Yeah. I couldn't be. They couldn't represent what was going on in the beginning stages even more. But I think it took a little bit of time for us to kind of get a groove. And once we found that groove, I think things were kind of working pretty well, like a well-oiled machine. Uh, and that even came from initially having interviews kind of be a little not not choppy but a little a little a little for me to edit but i think you gotten a lot better with having a, a lot more flow with how you do things now um and it's also it, it's been terrible no but seriously man I, we we came a long way and i i was looking at some listening to some of the previous episodes as we were preparing for this one i was like in the beginning i was 
talking really slow because I know I talk fast. <laughs> so I was trying my best to talk slow because I didn't want anything, anyone to get mixed up on what I was saying. But then I was a guest on, you guys remember Philip Wiggins, the um, the pastor who went to William Jessup. He was on my show. What What's a go-to cup of coffee? Honestly, uh, just black cold brew. That's it. Nothing in it. I, I used to put a bunch of stuff in it, but then I had kids and I needed more caffeine quicker. And so I just cut out the middleman, went straight to black coffee. My man, I'm a black cold, cold brew as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the way to go. If you're not on that cold brew train, what are you doing? Just get get on board with the cold brew. Just get out. So when I, every time I order it, no matter where I'm going, I always say, they'll say, just black. And I go, strong and black like myself. <laughs> I don't say that. I don't say that part. But I, I should start and see what happens. <laughs> hey, I think that'd be great. I, I would enjoy to see that. I'll have someone take a video if I ever do it and see the looks I get, just so you can see that. <laughs> But before his episode released, before his episode was released, I was a guest on his show, and on his show, like I was just being me, and and I uh, and I was really enjoying the show when I listened to it. My wife was like, "You know why that was good?" And I was like, "Why?" And she said, "Because you're being you." And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be me." And then from Jay Artist's episode, which is a really fly episode too, we'll touch on that in a bit. From that episode on, I decided, you know, I'm just gonna be me and let myself shine through. So I've came a long way from talking like this to being me. So let's 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 hear some of that episode I did on Phil Wiggins' podcast, the Made Alive podcast. Let's play some clips from their show. If you guys want to check them out, we'll add a link to their podcast in, in our show notes. I had that one on my list. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That's a good pick. Love community. Yeah, that show's funny. I actually, the first time my wife and I watched it, we watched it on Hulu, and we didn't realize that they don't put all the episodes on Hulu. <laughs> so we just watched it again on Netflix, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, we missed so many episodes. We had no idea." Still good though. Yeah. Have you finished all the episodes? Oh yeah. Yep. I think the my favorite episode is "I'm a Peanut Bar and I'm Here to Say." <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, people that who haven't watched hilarious. it are so confused. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good pick. That's a really yeah, good that, pick. That was actually on my list. All right. All right, Peyton. See. So this is this this is you, my last two then. You got two here to finish your draft out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to see what I want to go here. I got fresh prints on there, so gotta make sure the listeners know that I am a man of color. <laughs> <laughs> but I got two other that can really secure that. I hear this guy's for sure, brother. <laughs> All right, let me see. If I got some stuff that some people be like, man, this guy's a cultured soul. He's really cultured. <laughs> so I'm thinking here. I'm thinking this is here, my guys. Favorite part of the whole podcast. You're good. you're good. Oh my gosh. They'll also know that you're a man of color when we release video, but also <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> That changes things. <laughs> they were like, I couldn't tell, but that Fresh Prince pick really helped us. <laughs> I asked my friends on my podcast, like, hey, you think the people know I'm black? So I tried my best to, like, yeah, you know, just kind of show that and talk about things like the only black people know, like, yeah, you know, growing up. <laughs> and everyone else, like, ooh, yeah, that's a cool story. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. see that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I made, every, I made every white person Canadian. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. that. Hey, okay, what a story, okay. eh? 
Oh, sorry. I'm really sorry about that. All right. I'm really sorry. Okay, let's get back to this thing. Man. We got two more. All right, let me let me knock it out of the park here. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, that was good, man. That that was that show was a lot of fun, man. I got to really be me. Shout out to Phil and co-host Seth for allowing me to come on the guest. You know, I'm waiting for you guys to invite me back. I'm starting to think you might be in my spam on vote because I can't understand why you haven't sent me an email <laughs> asking to come back on and be a co-host or something. But again, I digress. But yeah, so like I said, <laughs> like I said, I got comfortable on on um, Jr. This episode that was the first podcast I came back like I'm gonna be me, and she was an awesome guest. You know, she made it easy. She's an awesome guest. She's an awesome person. She's doing so much out there, man. She's just amazing, and her episode was amazing as well. Um, let's let's hop in there. You know, she shares about how important it is to 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 stay on your own path, and how others dictate where you should be or what time you should get there. Just run your own race. So let's hop into that one. Like in my early twenties, especially, I was so serious. I'm so glad to say that I'm not that serious now. <laughs> But I, I took myself too seriously. Um, I was so in a hurry to be the adult and to um, have all the things that, you know, the marriage, the house. And, and I don't fault anyone for wanting to have that. But for me specifically, since I had been working since I was 16, by the time I got to my mid-20s, I was kind of burnt out. I was really like, all I've done my entire life is work. You know, like I said, I... I sacrificed, you know, the trips that my girlfriends were going on and the coach purses because I felt like I had to be, you know, really an adult and be making adult decisions. And so uh, I kind of hit a wall <laughs> and just was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I need to just take a pause, which is why I shared with you earlier that I, I kind of went on sabbatical a little bit and uh, traveled, traveled the world some. But a lot of that was based because I just felt like I wasn't living, you know, I was just like, like my parents, I was just working every day, coming home, working every day, coming home. I didn't really establish a lifestyle for myself. Um, and I, I wanted, and I was, you know, intrigued about what else was there more than just kind of like, you know, getting that house and that family and, and working every day. So. Yeah, man, that was, that was powerful right there, dude. Jay, thanks again for being on. That was, you're an awesome guest. Uh, I still haven't learned to golf. But it's COVID, so what can you say? I'm gonna make it happen, Jay. I'm, you know, I'm gonna learn how to golf. You know? Jay definitely had made me want to pick up golfing too. We gotta do it, Zach. We gotta do. It. We can do virtual golf because you're in Chicago. I'm down. Top, was, top shelf. Top top shop. Top shop. Top I, top I don't top shop. No, it's not top, top shop. Top, top top golf. Shop. Top golf. It's called top golf. We got we got to do some research first, but yeah, she, she, wanted, she, she made me want to golf. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Me too. Okay, so she was a great female guest, man. We had some great, some other great female guests on. So that that kind of brings me to my next point. What's up with you and Robin Cross? She won't answer me back. I I, I tried to a couple of emails, a couple of cold calls, nothing. Um, so I don't know what's up, what's up, Robin. All right, all right, Robin. Let's play a clip. You know, a lot, you're not the only guy who fell in love with Robin after her episode. So let's play a clip, some clips from her episode. And then Robin, <laughs> I'm gonna say what's up. 
Call those, I'm, call those I'm, men to back up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, stop leaving my boy Zach on red. So let's hop into the episode and go from there. Yeah, all of the above. So I think traditionally when people think of health and wellness, you're literally thinking like, do I feel good? Am I physically fit? You know, are my vitals in shape? But it's really about like you as a whole person. And so you're talking about financial wellness, career satisfaction, the occupational wellness, you're getting into your mental, the emotional, social connections, your community, we're a community, you know what I mean? So there's so many different dimensions and it's not just about like going to the doctor, that's a component of it, but they're all interconnected. And so, yeah, as part of like what I do in work is making sure that my clients, when they're talking about wellness from the workplace perspective, that they are looking at it holistically and really offering their employees multifaceted approaches to live healthier, happier lives. So well-being, people say like wellness, well-being, and they're often interchanged. But when you think of well-being, that's the state of being, you know, at your thriving potential as an individual. So there's a lot that goes into it, but it's all the things. It's not rocket science. Me and my sister were talking about that earlier today. Like it's all the basic things that we do, but you just don't always realize how connected they are. So. Yeah, Robin was a lot of fun. Me and Robin go way back. We we go way, way back, like to, like I said, playing chess at age 11, me just smoking her in chess, which is funny because I've been getting destroyed in chess by everybody lately. But again, neither here nor there. But another great female guest we had was Kalia Kirkland, attorney at law, the business attorney. And one thing that she talked about that really stuck out to me was the, the importance of visualization and being able to visualize yourself, like having those successes. And like, and when you visualize something to a point, you can visualize stuff to a point to where you can react to it and you know how you can react to different scenarios. And that's really stuck, stuck with me. Let's go to that clip. So I grew up playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I played soccer and softball, basketball, and I think that's it. Um, But uh, sports really kind of shaped my mentality. And so for soccer, we used to, and even in softball, so we used to do like game situations. Mm -hmm. So um, we would kind of set it up how we would be um, in the game and we would react, right? Mm -hmm. So we would perfect uh, the reaction to these certain situations so that when we encountered them, we would be prepared. And also, um, my soccer coach was big on visualization. So he always used to say, visualize yourself being great. Mm -hmm. But then also I have a friend now, he does mental skills um, um, consulting. And so visualization is a huge part of of preparing you for situations like that. because the mind doesn't really know whether you're in that situation or not when you're, even when you're visualizing it, you know? So um, I've pulled from, from that and I would recommend people preparing. So imagine yourself in that situation and you have to imagine like every possible thing, like, you know, my friend will always be like, so what does the courtroom look like? who's there, mm-hmm. um, you know, what does it smell like? Just getting the visuals of that in your head and preparing for how to react in those situations. So, you know. Yeah, man. Hey, Kalia, shout out to Kalia. Thanks again for being a guest on the show. You're an awesome guest, an awesome friend, and awesome, um, an awesome uh, strategic business partner of mine. So from one attorney to another powerhouse attorney, 
Miss Sujin Kim. I know her episode really stood out to you, Zach. Talk talk about Sujin Kim. Yeah, I I really liked her episode. Roll the clip. With my younger self is to uh, save and to invest because life life is hard, right? Like, um, especially when you're going through law school and when you're going through that kind of education, that becomes your priority and you lose sight of everything else. But what I want the younger people to remember is that there is life outside of law school. There is life after law school, before, during, and after. There still is life. It's just you're not focused on it. But if you stay focused and... People in law school, law students, attorneys tend to be those personalities that are very focused and that are very driven. So, of course, they're going to prioritize law school and their practice. But if you don't, it's it's little habits that basically form us, right? That we're all made up of small habits. If you get into habit of actually saving even $100 or $200, you know, like when you open checking accounts, you have to automatically transfer to savings to get the free checking account don't transfer the money back like let's just start there yeah that was sujin's episode sujin kim a great another great strategic partner of mine and estate planning attorney so from one estate planning attorney to another one let's hop to my boy this is my this is my brother right here my homeboy my partner michael t holy estate planning attorney michael t holy attorney a lot like i said the coolest white man on the planet um you know, he talked about some powerful stuff in his episode. He he talked about um, the importance of trade, and this is this the importance of trades. And this is coming from a guy who went to Duke. He graduated from Duke, but he says, "Man, trades are so overlooked." You know, and people are spending so much money on higher educations when they don't know what they're gonna do. So don't look down on trades, because him, like myself, we both have clients who are in trades, and they got the bag. So let's jump into that and hear 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 how it goes. You know, we put such a premium on education, and education can be a wonderful thing, but I think it's overused. And you look at how hard it is to hire a tradesman right now. I got one of my clients, they have a termite company. And man, you work for him as an applicator, you can make a hundred grand a year. That's good money. Okay. And 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 he can never, he can never find enough people. Never. Now, maybe that job's not the funnest job, maybe it's not glamorous, but man, it pays the bills and it is. You know, he's even got some flexibility to it. And, you know, I understand. I, I was talking with a buddy last night. I don't understand how somebody spends a career as like a line cook at Applebee's making thirteen fifty an hour. And they don't think to themselves, I mean, this, is, this job's hard. I work hard. I show up on time. Why wouldn't you go out and become a plumber's apprentice, become a, you know, electrician's apprentice? I mean, those, all those places, they, they train on the job. If you're enlisted in the military, you know what I mean? Not an officer, you're an enlisted person. Man, I think that is going to be a, something that is going to suit you because you know how to show up on time. You know how to work hard when somebody's telling you to work hard. And, uh, and it's going to give some structure to you as well. So, I mean, that would be, I think that's something to think about. I mean, the trades, there are not enough people doing it. And I don't know what it is that we've just made it into like a, like there's some shame to it, or I, I don't know what. But I mean, I'll tell you, the tradesmen I know—they're not ashamed. <laughs> they're not ashamed of what they do at all, right? I'm like you. I got some tradesmen. I'm like you. I got tradesmen clients. They're making six figures easy. Yeah, Mike, Michael was a great guest, man. Michael T. Holly was a great guest. He also was a, a funny guest, man. And there's been a lot of funny moments on the show that had me literally busting up laughing on the air. 
as we recorded. So let's kind of, let's uh, lighten the mood and jump into some of those moments that just made me laugh out loud. Literally, let's start with Michael when he gave when he Michael went in on um who did he go in on? Was it Robin Hood? Um, he went in on yep, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> but let's jump in there and <laughs> go from there. Would which play a series of clips for you guys? Check it out. Hey man, can I talk about Robin Hood for one minute? Yeah, I want to talk about Robin. Go ahead. It's, 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 you know, I, I've met, I've got several clients that got Robinhood accounts and they think it's great because it's like a free trade and it's like investing for the people. Man, that is such a scam. Let me tell you, when you, when you go with Robinhood, Robinhood, you are not their client. They do not make money from you. They're not trying to make money from you. They make money by tracking your trades and selling that information to the large firms that manage algorithms, Right. So, so much of the large firms, they do, I mean, I'm getting into it, but technical trades by the use of extraordinarily complicated computer algorithms. And what you don't realize when you make a trade at Robinhood, and it takes three seconds to process, is that 10,000 transactions happened in those three seconds. And those people at the, at the hedge funds, man, and I know, you know, like, like there's some hedge funds that, that went down, but you got to realize there's a lot of hedge funds out there, man. I wouldn't be surprised if this whole GameStop thing was started by some of those hedge fund people with the, with, you know, going out after other ones, but those hedge fund people, man, they are, when they make a trade, like they have instant access, like it happens in microseconds, they move their buildings to address the speed of light. Let me say that again. They move their buildings so that there is less wire so that the speed of light can travel more quickly between their building and the server to get an edge. And you're sitting at home on Robin Hood and you think you're like, oh, I'm a baller now, man. And then you go and your little package takes three seconds. You know, it trots along. I mean, you might as well kid up and go out there on the field for the Super Bowl and see how you do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you, man. That is how outclassed you are and you don't even know it. So, I just, you know, and I don't, I don't necessarily tell my clients that when they come, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm kinder, but man, that's the, you got, there's, there's another piece of advice for you, man. You got to understand you are, you are, if you're buying and holding, if you're looking at fundamentals, in other words, you're looking at whether a company is going to be good, you know, you can invest, you can still invest, you can compete. If you're going to try to be a technical trader, and that means you're, you're trying to manipulate the ups and downs of the market and get in on these little Man, you are a fool. You can't play that game. <laughs> hey, on, on that note, on that note, let's pause and hear a word from our sponsors, Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I knew you should have had me decomplex before we start. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. Hey, before we get to the last question of the podcast, Michael, I don't know if you know much about Tampa, Florida, but like. The club scene there is insane. <laughs> You're saying it's more insane than downtown sack? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember we came here, <laughs> drove around. I was like, man, this is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this is my hometown. You set it up. <laughs> like, what kind of place is this? Like, what do you even do here? It's so okay, so you, okay, Larry, you can stop now. You can stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was actually reading an article the other week and an attorney actually came number two of the most difficult people to be married to. It was, it was second, it was second only to a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Cause 
So Keith, I really admire you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, that was fun, man. I, I'm telling you, we've had some great guests who have really made me laugh, who I really enjoy just talking to. And that's one thing that I really am blessed to have this for a career, man. I really am blessed to have some great clients, some clients I actually like. And on that note, let's pause and go to a commercial break. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your host and wealth advisor with Homes Financial, Peyton Boyer. You know, many times what I do for my client is help them secure the peace of mind of knowing they have enough. You know, as millennials, it's easy to feel like we don't have enough. Enough to secure the financial future we're hoping for and also enjoy our lives now. But that's why one thing I do with all of my clients is what I like to call a money purpose plan. And make sure that their current spending is aligned with what's most important to them. That way they're able to enjoy their life now while they track towards their financial goals. If you're interested in securing your money purpose plan, please reach out to me. You can contact me at my phone, 916-271-1974, or email me at Payton, that's P-A-Y-T-O-N at Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, Finn, F-I-N, dot com. I look forward to hearing from you. Let's get back to the show. So we just did the funny moments, the moments that made me laugh out loud, and I'm hoping made you guys as as guests laugh out loud, and I know they made Zach laugh out loud as he was editing these in his closet by himself. But... (laughs) (laughs) It's a big closet, though. It's a big closet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But let's go to some of the more powerful moments. And, you know, we're going to do another confirmation like the last one. Yeah, so this is this was Daryl delivering a speech in San Francisco right after the George Floyd was murdered. So check this out, and then we'll go a bunch of other powerful clips right after that one. Let's be part of a change that a change that's gonna long outlive us. And let's stop with these band-aid solutions. I'm not, I'm, we need to build these communities, pour back into these communities, hold these tech companies. somebody out there that's just like you who's gone through a lot of the same things you've gone through who can identify with a lot of the things you can identify with and it's okay to be able to just say you're comfortable with being exactly who you are in this moment and and I'm telling you you're not alone in that you there's somebody else out there that is just wanting somebody to encourage them for where they're at and I'm telling you guys start speaking to you the way you're supposed to with confidence, telling yourself that you are enough, that you are uh, more than a conqueror, a world overcomer. You have power in your words. And I'm telling you every morning, it's okay to tell yourself that you are going to 
impact the world. So some days we were eating uh, steak and eggs, and some days we were eating top ramen with eggs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, you know. So for those of you guys who today, there's a lot of top ramen flavors. So for real. <laughs> and, and, you know, you become, you learn <laughs> you become chef, uh, chef, whatever your name Making is, the spread on, the, <laughs> on those yeah. top ramen. Yeah, you are, uh, add some steak in there. Add yep. some, add some, <laughs> you would have put a fried egg on everything at some point. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know you could boil the egg until I saw my dad put an egg in the top ramen yeah. pot. I was like, you're boiling the noodles. okay well come on then there you go man that's that figuring out i I think the most important thing that a business person can can the most important question that a business person can answer is who am i here to serve (laughs) like who am i like we've been talking about that but it's so important you have to have you have to know who you're there to serve and it was once I figured that out, and even then, and it's not to say all of a sudden just the 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 windows of heaven just opened up and poured in poured in the blessing. Even then, it took a while to to sort of build up some steam. But um, it was at least okay. I know where my direction is, and once you know the direction, then you just have to figure out, you know, how do I acquire the clients? What's a way? What's a system that I can put in place? that will allow me to consistently um, acquire more clients. Yeah, man, those were a lot of powerful clips, man. And I just want to thank you guys for being so open. One thing my guests have done this show is they've they've really opened up. And I I really appreciate you guys being so open and just talking to the audience and sharing with them because trust me, guys, our audience are learning and they're loving this. So one powerful moment that wasn't included there that I want to kind of isolate because it's so powerful to me was Jameson Jones. In his episode, he said something along the lines of he only has five summers left or six summers left with his daughter to make the best out of him before she's off to college. And let me tell you, man, that one hit me and my wife to the core. Because my daughter is 13. My daughter is going to be 13 in March. So by the time this is released, she'll be about 13 years old, probably. And I was like, man, I only got five summers left before this girl's off in college. Like, and there's so much life that this girl is going to be taking from the house. And this made me and my wife, like, I, we, I, I'm not going to say I was crying, but I had that sore throat moment. So let's, let's hear that clip and run it. Uh, somebody mentioned they have, they have a, a 15-year-old daughter. And he's like, you know, I only have three summers left. And with my, with my 11-year-old, I only have seven summers left. Yeah. And I, I thought about that, and I was like, man, that's actually a really interesting way of looking at it because – you know, we think that our kids are always going to be there, but these moments of time are only here. For, so for me, it's like, have I created, uh, like, have I structured my income and my, my earning to be able to prioritize what's important? All right, y'all, man, that was some powerful stuff, man. Jameson, thanks again for sharing that with me. Um, just thanks for, thank, thanks for being a guest. And all you guys, if your clip was shown or not shown, I promise you it's nothing against you personal. You, Lee, you guys are all awesome guests. Um, before we go into our last segment, let's talk about what's coming for the next season of Millennials of Money. Okay, Zach, so tell the audience, because, hey, I got the guest, I got the questions, but Zach, you tell the audience what we got coming. I know we got a website in the works. Let's talk about what we got coming. What's coming twenty twenty no, next season? So we got a lot, a lot coming now for season two. I'll roll now with the new website. The website is going to be super nice, super clean. 
aesthetically pleasing, all that, uh, all that stuff, then the the thing that I'm most excited for is videos for people to start watching it off of YouTube and consuming the content that way. Um, then also a new redesign for the for the logo. For right now, the logo looks pretty pretty cool, but I think the new redesign will definitely um, blow your stock off or something something like it. Hey, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I can guarantee it's going to be more fire because, hey, we're, we're mastering our craft. We're getting better with each episode. And I'm the host. So we're going to be, it's going to be fire, dude. I'm excited. We got great guests, great lineup. We're going to have fun. We're going to be more involved. If COVID's more tame, if this vaccine's really doing what's supposed to do, we're going to have some, some client events where you guys can engage. Come on out. We're gonna take the show on the road. I, I might even come out of the Shy City, come out to Chicago, Shy Rack with my bulletproof vest on, and come see, come kick it with you. Oh my you. God! <laughs> <laughs> now we'll do some things in person, man. I'm excited. But before we close out, man, I, you guys know I ask everybody on this show what the words financial success mean to them. You know, interesting. I uh, just had a birthday recently. My wife and I were kind of talking about success and looking back and what you know, think th- this whole topic and. Um, well, there's two things I'll say. One is, um, you know, success, I think, is setting a goal and achieving that, you know, whatever that may be, however big or small, just to set a goal and work towards that and to look back and say, man, I, I did it. Or even if you didn't come all the way, but you, you came close, you put some effort, you strategized, you worked. Uh, that's something that I count as success. I know for my physical health, you know, um, you know, I set these goals to exercise so often to eat certain ways, and I may not hit it always the same way, but I see progress. I'm moving forward. And so that, to me, uh, motivates me. And that's, uh, that's a measure of success for myself when I see some level of progress. That I'm learning something, learning, uh, you know, I read books. I like, I like listening to podcasts like this. I, I love investing in my, my mind, my knowledge of being a father, being a husband, whatever role I play, being a manager, being a mentor, all these things. I'm constantly trying to build myself up and so again setting goals to to read so many books or whatever the case is so uh, so that's number one setting a goal and working towards it the nail around the head so to me it's, it's living the way you want to and doing so not being in debt it's that simple to me it's living however you choose to live and being able to do so not in debt <laughs> and i think that hey. no matter and i think everything we do boils down to freedom. And so people have their own philosophies, Democrats, Republicans, you know, different cultures. But at the end of the day, I think in, in, there's every, there's something fundamental in every human being that we desire freedom. And some people assume that the more money you get, the more free you will be, but not if it comes with the, the debt associated with it. I love it. Uh, it I love it. It looks like uh, working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, having multiple streams of income coming in with not too much effort um and just being able to pay your bills and go on vacation and not have to worry about anything like you know not having to worry about auto pay coming in <laughs> like what's that dude in again <laughs> no let it come it's cool i got it no problem i don't even think about it but like oh okay send an email alert like oh my gosh babe. financial success means you know us being able to retire and live the life that we want to live are making sure our kids actually have the rent runway that they need to be successful and start their own lives and us to be able to to do things that we enjoy before we re- retire. So I think that's, I feel pretty good about 
our pathway on that for financial success. And then marriage success, I think, is about us continuing to love and like each other. You know, like Keith, I've, Keith and I have loved each other for a really long time. And I think one of we we just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary and we've known each other for over 20 years. And I think one of the greatest things about being married to Keith is that I still like him. He's he cracks me <laughs> up. He's funny. And yeah. so just being able to enjoy enjoy each other, like honestly enjoy each other's company. And p- the pandemic actually has has been great for us in that way. I feel like we've had more time to just chill and hang out with each other, which has been like one of the things I've been really fortunate and blessed about in this crazy time. I, I really have nothing to add to that. Ty said it perfectly. So another lesson about marriage, learn when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding your purpose and knowing what you were born for utilizing and stewarding the resources that have been given to you to fulfill your purpose. So if I was to say, what does financial success mean? Utilizing and stewarding the resources that God has put into your hands so that way you can fulfill the purpose that God has placed you in. So whether you need a hundred million dollars or a hundred dollars, whatever God's purpose is for you, utilizing and stewarding and being the manager of that to fulfill his purpose. That's what success would look like. Hey, yeah, yeah. That's it guys. That was it. That's what, that's what financial success means to our guests. And you know, this has been an awesome season. I thank you so much for you guys supporting me and Zach as we went on this journey, man. I thank you guys for tuning in each week. I hope you guys are enjoying the content and if you guys have any recommendations for who might be a guest or might of you yourselves like to be a good guest on the show, feel free to reach out. Um, I think we have a website. I'm not sure. Like I said, Zach handles all that. And if we do, it'll be in the show notes. So guys reach out to Zach, <laughs> let him know that um, you guys would like to be on the show. Or you guys would have yep. a, uh, you guys have a guest who'd make a, who'd be a good guest on the show. And if you guys have any, any suggestions, recommendations, any, constructive criticism, things that you can add to make the show better, things you don't like about the show, please do us a favor and keep that to yourselves. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, uh, keep it to yourselves. But reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Peyton Boyer. Peyton Boyer. That's Beers and Bravo. (laughs) Peyton Boyer. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear more about you, what you're doing. You guys have an awesome week. Thank you so much for supporting us all the time. Tune in next season. We'll be gone for a couple of weeks, but we'll be back up stronger than ever. God bless. Take care. Congratulations, guys. You've officially made it to the disclosure portion of the show. I'm an investment advisor representative of securities offered through Bertha Fisher & Company, Financial Services, Inc. BFCFS member FINRA-SIPC. Holmes Financial is independent of BFCFS. Thanks, and have a blessed week.